I mean, you need to set this because the audience doesn't even know why we're talking. I mean, I get it. Some people just cut up to show the be to see the beards, but you know, some people they don't even know why we're talking. What's the presenting? You know, what's the issue we're talking about today? Why does it matter? And maybe it doesn't. I don't know. What do you think, Bill? And if Shashi pops in in the middle of the conversation, all so much the better. Oh my good! Who rubbed the lamp? <laughs> Chris Lockhart, thank you for joining us today. This is Consultant Saying Things. Uh, today, we're actually talking about um, something that is, I would put in the, maybe the category of buzzword or um, something along that line, but I've been hearing it more in, in frequently in uh, conversations. And this is the, the concept of consulting 4.0, uh, which of course implies that there was a 1.0, a 2.0, and a 3.0. Uh, but basically this notion that uh, consulting as, as a practice um, has been evolving over time, which one would expect, but that we're at sort of a new era where consulting itself is, is shifting away from uh, delivering just advice and more towards working with clients to uh, produce a venture or a product uh, together. Um, and so to the extent that this is a problem, I'm not sure that it's a problem. I'm kind of wondering, is it a real thing or is it just a bunch of horseshit? So uh, to that end, uh, I'm joined today by uh, Phil Yanoff, and Bill Bensing is back with us uh, today. Um, so, you know, Bill, I'm, I'm actually going to throw this to you. Um, you know, I, is this a problem? Because, I mean, look, everything's going to evolve over time. Why, why do we need a name for, for this thing now? Why Consulting 4.0? Um, reading up just on the history of, oh, you know, Consulting 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0, a lot of it was people getting in there and just helping each other try to uh, really focus on how work is done. What is interesting, I think, about consulting 4.0 is not focusing on how work is done. It's just focusing on the actual work output, the product itself. Um, so I do think that it's, I won't say it's a problem. I think consulting 1, 2, and 3 were focused on your problems. Here, I think we're focused on the opportunities to add value, which is why I think 4.0 is actually something substantive and different than what has um, been happening or is continuing to happen. Phil, what's your take on this? Because I'm still sitting here thinking like, all right, look, you know, when I look at 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, and now 4.0, and I think of like what the different phases are, and we can get to what those are in just a second, but I look at it and say, well, to me, that's just consulting. All of those things together, that's, that's what consultants are supposed to do. Why are we talking about 4.0 as if it's some new knowledge that's, that Zeus has, has given us? You know, I, I'm kind of like, oh, is this the new and improved tide? Listen, I want to start out and I want to claim that I'm an undecided voter, but really I'm on team cod swallop on this one, right? I just don't get this thing of why it was all 4.0. I think it's just hype, but I'm willing to have that conversation. Convince me that we're solving a new problem. Convince me that the, we've not been delivering to the clients what they need or that they need something brand new from us and I'll be with you. But right now it just sounds like uh, 
you know, it just sounds like a badge we've stuck on a product. Hey, it, this is merchandising of our consulting practice. And uh, by the way, I'm, I'm gone. I don't know about consulting 4.0. I'm doing 5G consulting now. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I skipped over 4.0. Let's just go to 6.0. Consulting yeah. 6.0. That's what yeah. we need. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's, so let's talk about it for those out there listening, maybe have, have heard it or have not heard it. Um, you know, if you do some research online, but the way, the way that I've, I've heard it described is, you know, consulting, you know, 1.0 sort of consulting as it was historically done was really always around uh, sort of data analysis and, um, you know, creating sort of uh, new concepts for a customer based on, on, on that analysis, which, I would think, I would argue is still done today, right? 2.0 uh, was really like, okay, you know, we're, we're not just going to do that. Now we're going to design prototypes and we're going to, um, you know, do proofs of concept and we're going to do all of these things with you, the client. 3.0 uh, really, um, as I've heard it described, was really talking about, so now we're like in maybe the mid 2000s, we're really going to be creating applications with you. Now it's like platforms and apps. So that's a lot more technical type consulting that, that I would see. And now what they're saying is 4.0, no, 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 it's, it's, it's not all of that. Now it's new and improved. Now it's also, right, that we're going to, um, you know, do maybe some joint venture or some, and, you know, some, uh, some startup-like activity, right? Or like we're going to bring a product to you um, as, as part of our delivery, right? I, I think about... Um, you know, maybe some, some uh, visualization technologies and things like that to help you with your data analytics. So that, you know, and, and I think what, what, what the point, um, and I won't pick on Harvard Business Review, but I think one of the things that they talk about in some of the articles there around Consulting 4.0 is like, it's, it's not enough to just show up, you know, turn the crank on, on an analysis or, you know, help them uh, put out an application. No, in order to really, what, what companies are looking for now is really more of this partnership, uh, like a, a venture together, right? To, to um, you know, address a, a problem within the company. So, I mean, I, I, that may not convince you, Phil, right? But I, I'm on board with this notion that, you know, we have to maybe do a little bit more. Our customers are more savvy now, right? There's a lot more technology that has been um, sort of pushed out to business users, right? So like things are changing um, within our clients and, and the, the services that consultants deliver, I think have to change with it. So I, I, I would buy in at that level, but I, I think you're right on maybe the, the, uh, the marketing aspect. Well, and again, I'm okay with good marketing if it's drawing attention to some innovations, even if they're small in service, but I want to toss that back to you, Chris. I mean, my question is, what are you working on today that you would call 4.0? And I'm not even, not even a big justification. Just what do you work? What kinds of things are you doing that you think, you know what? There's something new here. I feel it. I've been at this long enough to say, you know what? There's definitely something new going on. So when, when I look at something I'm working on right now with a client is, you know, we've always, we've always sort of done these like consulting engagements where we're going to, we're doing a transformation. We're going to transform. And it always, it always struck me as something that the firm I was working for that we were doing to the client, right? Like we know better. So we're going to come in and, and transform you and here's your new org structure and here are your value streams. And this is how you should think about. And so what I'm doing right now is a little bit different, right? This is much more co-creation of, of, uh, of a, a new way of working in this one particular part of this 
FS firm that I'm, I've been working at for a while. And to me, that's different. It, I mean, honestly, I almost feel like an employee, which could be good, could be bad. It depends on how you look at it. But I feel like I'm, I'm in the middle of, 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 of helping this client. We're co-creating something together to help them work better. I don't know. Does that, is that different? I, I mean, I don't know. There's two different things here. Like, so uh, consulting one, two, and three. Really, I think that is trickle-down technology. Um, and that's, re that's reference back to trickle-down economics, right? Like, Chris, what you're saying, we come in and we know better than you. We're going to flow this down to you. Um, may Could it have worked? Yes, that there are situations where you could have gone into a client and have been a bit more advanced. And then there's other situations where you may not have been. But I think it's changed to the need to produce technology, which is also not a common skill. So just because you can write a piece of software doesn't mean you can build a software business. I know this hand in and hand out. There are many people, tons of people that can write software, but they couldn't sell it to save their lives or they couldn't migrate, or they couldn't grow it to become a business. So what's interesting about 4.0 is you have clients reaching out and it's, and I'm straddled between 3.0 and 4.0 right now. Cause I got some clients where I'm doing 3.0 stuff with, but I got some clients coming forward and we're talking about business ventures and going in together where they're asking me to bring in the skill of building, not just building the technology, because frankly, building tech is easy. I can go outsource any tech anywhere as long as I have requirements and do it for $15 an hour in some, you know, non-US place. Uh, but knowing what to build and how to, um, and those, uh, those mindsets and those approaches to evolving the product uh, to meet a customer value, I think that's where consulting 4.0 is going. And that's why I think that it's actually, it's, it's, I'll say it's in its infancy um, because one, two, and three have been democratized due to just open information. Um, the information that consulting companies had that made them valuable is not what makes them valuable anymore. Um, in, in our age of digital products, that's the true value right there. So I think that's where you're seeing consultancy 4.0 coming in and actually saying, okay, here's how you, I call it become a tech company. This is always what I've said is this is how you become a tech company. Um, was it per SOX? Um, if you have to be SOX compliant, if there's any technology product that brings in 5% of revenue, it's a uh, way you consider a technology company for the exact term. But at that point in time, if you're bringing more than 5% revenue on an actual technology company, you're a tech company. And this comes to IT business alignment, which gets back to the heart of like IT consulting and why consultants are still around because most companies can't align their IT and business strategy to begin with. I'm going to stop there. But yeah. that's for my Phil trying to convince you it is a new thing. I think it's in its infancy. And the main differentiator is it's people that actually know how to productize software coming in and helping other companies do it. Because the frank reality is most companies don't know how to do it. Hell, most companies don't even know how to consume software these days still. So I, I want to, I wanna, Phil, I, I do want you to sort of, you know, maybe, maybe take uh, build down a peg and uh, no, or whatever, you know, however you want to approach it. But I want to read you something off of, I won't say which consulting company, it's a large consulting company. I'm going to read to you something here and I kind of want to get your reaction. Okay. We combine top consulting talents with IP assets and technology to deliver what we call augmented consulting or consulting 4.0. What does that wow. mean? What does that mean? I don't think you're supposed to know. It's like part <laughs> of a sacred text. Yes. And then we'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you'll pay to know what you really think. Um, yeah, I, I mean, 
I get it. I mean, there's this, you know, as a consultant, right? I mean, certainly we're bringing expertise and experience to a problem, right? I mean, and if I understand where Bill is headed, it's like, we're going to go create new things. But I just, I've got to believe that over the annals of consultancy, there's lots of times where consulting engagements have yielded new products or new product lines, right? I mean, that's, it's just, it's a development cycle. It's, we make stuff. That's what we do, right? Give me three seconds. I want to answer that. Yes and no. Yes, you create new things. But in my experience, once you leave with a new product created, it's the maintenance and it's the evolution into a longer term um, set of products and features that fall short on the client company. I've seen multiple times where I've gone in with a project and I'm gonna use the word project because I built a product as part of a project. There's a finite beginning and a finite end. And you try to transition, but then you look back six, eight months to see how they're doing. And they have gone either no further than when you left and or they've regressed because they don't have the skill sets to continue the product development on it. So I'm gonna stop there. That's why I think this is different. And Chris, I don't know what big company you're reading, but that was my BS meter peg. That was somebody marketing using big buzzwords, trying to sell $600 an hour services for, you know, who knows what they are. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 wanna, I wanna, there's another sentence after that, which may push your bullshit meter off the charts, right? Um, so after they talk about augmented consulting, the future, the future, Conan? Yes, the future. The future is data and people driven. And we want our teams to pioneer these new approaches. Keep in mind, none of those new approaches are actually defined anywhere on the page. They don't talk about the client's customer. They're not going out like saying, hey, we're gonna part with you to figure out how to add more value to your customers or build new products that increase the value. We're going to do data and people, such ambiguous terms that they're so open to interpretation that I, that's where my meter goes off right there. It's, it's no different than 3.0. It's consulting 3.0 all over again. Stop, stop there. I don't know, Phil, what do you, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I, I, I sort of interrupted you and went down this little diatribe. Well, you, you know, I've got my important question here is, Shashi, what do you think? About what? <laughs> oh, there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, someone rubbed the lamp and the genie, Shashi Sharmali, appeared. Poof. I'm, I'm trying to understand the context. It's all, I mean, it's I all was... magic. It's just magic. The main difference in 4.0 is these consulting companies have been blamed for uh, just providing high-level vision and telling the companies what to do and walk out of the door. So one change which we are seeing in 4.0, I believe, is helping them through the execution because the companies, that's where they fail. So they need more support on hand-holding them during the execution phase and not just helping them just devise the strategy. I know you are itching to say something. Go ahead. So what you're saying, Shashi, is somebody like me walks in against a big four, and because they need five people to create vision and create a product, I can just kick their ass, charge 500 bucks an hour, still be way cheaper, and get out with a working product um, because they're still stuck in an old model, whereas I don't want to use the term agile, but I can go from cradle to grave. And I, being a 4.0 consultant, who's driving and disrupting the industry because you know now whatever company it is, they don't need a full team of junior people for three months to come up with requirements. You have a person like Bill Benson who comes in and within three weeks has a two product, a two market product that's already generating ROI. So that is the challenge. So more and more we see even within our firm, we are looking at 
when we go and do some sort of an assessment see here is how the traditional consulting works you go to the client okay we are going to assess your environment we will define your future state we will develop a road map for you and we will develop a business case these are the four key things no matter which where you started 10 years ago 15 years ago and what you do now consulting firms do these four things so the situation is changing now is help them define the future first when we say define we don't mean putting a few powerpoint slide and this is exactly what you mentioned you need to build prototype for them you need to build something which they can touch feel and see a minimum viable product and then early in the phase before you build the roadmap or anything of that sort so people can see and it, it is at some level it is market validated or tested um, we've been making stuff all along, right? 4.0, I mean, as this article started, the thing that we use as the core for this conversation, it says that we are makers. And I would attest that consultants have always been makers at some level, right? I mean, that's part of what you do. It's a, there is a gap and we fill the gap. You know, the, whether that's a, uh, you know, a thin layer of cock between two existing system or brand new bridge, we're building something. But McKinsey's and BCG's of the world never used to build anything. They were not makers. I think where it comes from is key. If this article was written by, you know, traditional uh, management consulting firm, yes, they were never makers. They would just come, they would tell the companies what to do. They would never do that for them. No. I would, I would, hit, I would hit on your point. My, so my experience consulting and then my experience consuming consultants is I've only had one firm I can think of as far as I've been consuming consultants out of how I forget how many I dealt with over those years, maybe 10 or 15 boutique to big folks that actually could come in and do things. The rest of them, Shashi, they were three O folks. This other consulting firm was a four O consulting firm because they actually put two people in the ground. Whereas the other consultants put in like 15 or 20 and they're all managers by some chance. Um, and <laughs> people were laughing. So and I, I think that it's, it's interesting because like to, to, to your point, Phil, is I actually don't, I think, yes, you're right. It has been happening, but I think the MO for the consulting industry has been, let's go put 15 managers in there and tell you how to do your job instead of let's put two or three people in there and actually get it deliverable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like even, even the, the, the big firms recognize this, Shashi, and you and I work for a big firm that, uh, you know, there was all the rage, right? To have a digital practice, right? We're going to, yeah. you know, we're going to have, you know, consultant name, consulting company name, digital, right? Um, and and the, the rationale was, look, we have to get beyond just telling people what to go do. We yes. need to start like co-building things with them, right? And developing joint ventures and like yeah. all these other things, right? Like I, I think about like, um, you know, some of the FinTech companies that are, are out there and how some of my clients in FS their gut, their their gut reaction is to like go buy one of these companies. It's like right. no, 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 right? You know, the the new way to do this is you need to work with them, right? To do yeah. something together, and I think that that's valuable. I, I, but back to Phil's point, like, have we have at some level have we not always been kind of doing this? Maybe maybe it's not an actual product that we're producing, but haven't we always been providing this level of of advice and expertise? Well, and it maybe not. I mean, maybe that was, you know, maybe there was a difference there, right? And that was kind of the consulting versus the software development or yes. what, however you might want to exactly. say it, right? So teams came in and did things. So if I brought in, uh, and, and that's a, 
distinction I guess I've not really thought about a lot, which is, you know, kind of back to Shashi's point, the difference between bringing in, for example, McKenzie versus an Oracle consulting or something yep. like that. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're in there to build things. And that's kind of really been the, my experience. So I'm, I've brought more to that than anything else. You know, uh, I've, uh, I, you know, I, I guess I've never, I've always been in a spot where we were trying to solve a problem and that problem right. might involve us building something. I've never been in a situation in my experience where just, I'm just going to come in and think and about big ways you might do it, but I'm not going to tell you how. And there is a value in, and there's a value in uh, the traditional work which McKinsey's of the world used to do. So it, they, when they started, they were never a technology focused one, right? So even technology strategy practice did not exist in probably 1.0 or 2.0. Right. Right. In 3.0, they have, along with the business strategy, operational strategy, they started putting a technology strategy group. And Chris, you and I were part of a similar firm where they had a technology practice, right? Technology is such a piece where you need deeper expertise and you just can't wink it and create some strategy and walk out of the door. And that is the reason why people like Chris and I got hired in that particular practice for the firm. But now they are also struggling because they leave the client at a certain level and then they don't go below that. Why? A, they do not have the scale. B, they do not have capability or skills to do that kind of work. But now I see more and more recruiters reaching out to me uh, from McKenzie and BCG. And I see the titles of chief architect, enterprise architect, product managers, and product specialist. Those are the traditional roles which are evolving in these mainstream firm, which makes me believe that the evolution of 1.2.3.4.0 was more around no technology strategy piece as part of the consulting, traditional consulting firms like uh, McKinsey, BCG, Bain sort of one. 2.0 or 3.0 where your technology strategy gets involved uh, as a part of the practice, but now technology, call it digital, is across your business strategy, across your operation strategy, and of course, traditional technology strategy still remains. So I see that as the evolution from 1.2.3.4.0. So Josh, I like how you say that because I was thinking you said that more eloquently than I've been able to say, because what I see is it's a focus on how work has been done. But when you look at technology, technology, Phil, this is what I was saying earlier, like with ERP systems, that was focused on how the business does work. But now we're going to focus on how the customer consumes technology. Yes. Yes. And so what you're seeing is consultancy is actually followed, and frankly, it's followed information technology since the 1900s. It's just back then, it was mules and letters. And, you know, how do you, you know, organize um, uh, work streams? Now it's, you talk about products. Product management, even though there's a lot of people who are still project managers, calling them self product managers, I couldn't manage a product to save their lives. Um, and people right. who call themselves architects who've probably never written a piece of code in their life. Um, right. So, but what you're seeing is you're seeing Shashi, so you move, seeing the move there. So, Phil, to what you're saying, yeah, I think people have done it because I've done consulting things where I've built products for companies. Exactly. But it stopped it. Those weren't for their customers or for their, I guess you could say, internal customers. But I wasn't adding, I would argue ROI, even though there was a business case that said ROI, it was more about the efficiency of their work as opposed to the increased top line. So maybe another way to say it is what you're seeing between 1.0 to 4.0 is 1.0 was about bottom line. And as you kept going forward, it was about bottom line growth. And now as you get into 4.0, you're talking about top line opportunity. So consulting 1, 2, and 3 was all about problems, internal operational problems, or consulting 4.0 is external opportunities to grow top line. 
Yeah, and, and, and 4.0 is because of this guy, right? At that time also we had technology, Tender. right? But the technology was not in the hands of the customers. It's because of this guy out here. Uh, we have, customers have technology in their hand. That's why technology came to the forefront. Sorry, Phil, go ahead. Yeah. No, and, and I think, it, so the question becomes, does this matter much? And let me tell you why I'm asking the question. A couple things come to mind. Um, it, it strikes me as you convince me of the fact that large consulting practices for a long time have focused on doing consulting as opposed to making things, you know, whether that's software or otherwise, um, that they might have done so because there was a trend for a long time in uh, the practice to think of IT as a commodity, right? Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't delivered. I mean, although those of us who were specifically in IT maybe thought of it as a strategic advantage, you know, a lot of folks just thought that IT was simply becoming more and more a speeds and feeds commodity, as opposed to a tool with which we could leverage or make something new. Yeah. So maybe the very large firms or certain types of firms they were scared of getting into the business of making things. They were more about ideas and processes and how might you change this. Now go find some guy to build you the thing right. we thought you needed it right don't if you're going to be a 4.0 consultant don't be afraid to make things don't be afraid to suggest that you could be part of the team that actually builds that thing that comes next and then to make this successful phil uh, it's not just that we can make it for you okay we will charge you for uh, upfront strategy consulting then we will charge you for implementation work on your financial model in my mind, 4.0 is not only about ability to build it, it's not charging, you know, raking in those hourly costs of $80, $100, $400, $500, $1,000 an hour. It's about, I'm going to get you, if my advice is so great, I will get you $10 million in revenue. I'm going to make it happen for you and I'm going to have 20% stake in that right. or 30% stake so in that. You, there you go. Well, give me access to your customer. You, you, no, you heard, yeah, I have literally right here. It says rev model on my notes. This is what is going to make consulting for us. So you and I are on the same page here. This is the delineation with something truly like 4.0 becomes different. So Phil, to your point, I kind of see the ambiguity um, from your perspective. The clear delineation is when I walk in and instead of start charging 500 bucks an hour and then leaving, I'm whatever my hourly rate is, and I've got a stake in the long-term outlook. And I think 4.0 will be fundamentally different when the consultant has a reward stake and a risk, not a reward, a risk stake in the long-term outcome, whereas consulting one, two, and three, there was no risk stake. The risk stake was completely on the company. Right. Um, and 4.0 will yes. be risk, will be shared, called a partnership, whatever it is. They'll leverage each other for technology versus domain. No matter what the skill sets are, it'll be leveraged for a new revenue model. I think all of this is on point. I think there's there's another piece here, which might be my final thought on on the, the subject is, um, I, I think, I think there's also this idea of you know clients are asking themselves, what am I paying for? You come at me with a $500 an hour uh, bill, right, uh, or or rate. I need to know what I'm getting for it. And don't tell me it's an idea or a thousand pages of slides that you just drop on me and then leave. Right. I think they're looking at it. Like I need you, I need you to be my partner in this. This is like, you, you've got to help me. And it's not, 
you can't just drop in, drop a load of shit all over the place and then leave and then give me this huge bill, right? I, I need help on an ongoing basis. So I think that that in part was driving, was driving some of those larger firms, right? That maybe have historically done that type of thing. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what to do, then I'm leaving. Right. And I think, yeah. I think well, they were the being challenged. Is, I think they were being challenged. hard, right? Yep. Actual uh, change inside an organization is difficult. And I think that's one of the reasons that can you know, consultant practices up to this point is like, look, if you want someone to help you figure out what's going on, we can do that. But we can't take a stake, a risk stake in you making change because we just don't know if you've got an appetite for that or not. Great. This is interesting, right? I think what, what, what does it mean though, if you are a consultant in one of these firms? Like, do you have to do anything differently? Do you have to develop new skills? Do you need to position yourself differently? Like what, what is it? Yeah. You, I mean, and this is something which comes naturally to me. I'll tell you like, and that's, that sets, sets me apart from many of the peer consultants I work with. Because when I work today's, on a project- Today's episode brought to you by Shashi Shramali, fresh out of the genie bottle. So the, when you work on a project, you don't work like a consultant. You have to work like as if you are part of their team, as if you care for them, as if you know success and failure of this project is directly not dependent on you. It's also dependent on the broader terms, um, broader uh, firm, right? So you are their employee. You are VP of product development. You are their VP of enterprise architecture. You are their CEO. What are the decisions they need to make? When you work with that intent, then your energy and the passion is going to rub with them. Most of the time what happens is, you know, we provide some advice and all of a sudden we take a secondary role and whatever our client says, we don't even challenge them. So you need to have that. But what I would expect my client to do is, provide me with that kind of authority and freedom to express myself. But if they create some sort of a hostile environment and say that hey, you are just a consultant, then I'm not going to be successful. And guess what? They will not be successful. And then I'll walk out of the door um, by making whatever 500 grants or- All right. Um, as part of the project. So final thoughts then, uh, you know, Bill, you know, what is the average, what does the average person take away from this if they're in a consulting firm? Um, there is a change coming. It's happening. It may take five or so years, five to seven to see it happen. Um, so I'd start looking at how you actually build models with clients. You talk about co-creation, David Knorr comes to mind, author of a book called Co-Creation, but how you build cooperative models that encourage long-term incentives um, between the company and the client, because it's not going to be an easy uphill battle but it will be a very fruitful venture. I think this is nonsense marketing hype, just junk. Uh, I, no giant company wants you to be their business partner. And the way they get on business partners is they have stockholders. So, I mean, I get that they want you to have risk. Maybe there are things in terms of SLAs and guarantees and all that, but your job at the beginning was to help them solve problems. So approach that however you will. Um, but I think this idea that there's been some fundamental change in the water is nonsense. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, well, so with that, um, I mean, Shashi, thanks for joining in. I know you want to say more about this, Shashi, but you know, we could go on for hours about this. No, but you did not let me conclude. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In conclusion, Shashi, what do you think? 
So I think, you know, uh, Phil, you can deny uh, or not like the term 4.0, but the change is happening. Um, the change in consulting industry needs to happen. You can tag it the way you want. But there are a few things that needs to happen. One is every consulting company needs to be um, ideator, if that word exists, and a maker. Both. Both needs to be there. Second is the revenue model needs to definitely change. Uh, third is, which we haven't spoken about and I wanted to, we don't have time, uh, is can come firms like McKinsey, BCGs of the world come uh, on the value chain where uh, they are, can, can they become makers? I think it's a tough skill to have. At the other side of the spectrum, can makers become a strategy team? That is also tough. So what might end up happening or should happen is partnership between these two type of skill set, which these two type of firm brings. We didn't talk about that. To me, it could be consulting 5.0. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we were, we were suggesting we're just going to go straight to 6.0, just skip over 5 entirely. Yeah, I know. Right. I like even terms. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, guys. Uh, Bill, it was good to see you again. Glad you, uh, oh. glad you could come back for this. Phil uh, Yanoff, thank you. Shashi Shramali, thank you. Uh, I'm Chris Lockhart. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, um, the like button is maybe up here or maybe over here. I don't know. Like, Not here. Like. Somewhere. It's, it's around this screen somewhere. You should click on it, right? Um, like the stuff. Um, and, you know, be sure to go check out all the other episodes that we've recorded and, and put out there. I think there's a lot of inf interesting uh, information uh, and discussion in those episodes. So thank you again. This was Consultants Saying Things. We will see everybody next time.